0: Hello and welcome to the podcast of the Prison Officers Association, the UK's largest professional union for prison, correctional and secure psychiatric workers with over 30,000 members. In this episode, we look at the role of the POA in the parts of the custodial service that are in the private sector. The union's work in organising and servicing this section of the membership has become increasingly sophisticated and effective over recent years. With the effort being put into recruitment, leading to persistently increasing membership levels. A key part of the union's strategy is to bring representatives from across the private sector establishments together, under the auspices of a consultative committee. We will hear from POA reps from Serco, Mighty, Sedexo, and G4S discuss the importance of sharing information and mutual support, and the importance of a strong and vibrant POA membership in each company. First, POA Deputy General Secretary Joe Simpson explains the purpose of bringing private sector representatives together in this way.
1: The purpose of the committee is to bring together different members of the POA who work for varying companies within contracts within the HMPPS and sometimes within the health section as well. The main purpose is to get them together so we can discuss items of mutual interest, but also to have a a consensus going forward on things like pay, try to balance the differential in pay between the different companies and to drive up the terms and conditions of all members within the private sector. When the private sector was initially introduced into... The prison system it started to drive down the terms and conditions of the public sector the PUA tried to get involved in it because they believed that if they were instrumental within the uh, private sector then they would be able to drive their conditions up to ours after a long time we're now seeing that so because the prisons the private sector prisons are within the the same locale as Public sector prisons, they haven't vibe for to get the different employees in. And the only way you're going to get that is through terms and conditions and pay.
0: Research officer Steve Lewis is clear that the increase in membership shows that the union's approach is working. Ultimately, this commit, the private committee is there to, to give private sector members and their branches a voice and to access the NEC and their FTOs. Since 2020, the private sector has doubled its membership within the POA, with increased recruitment across the board, particularly in immigration. The Immigration Removal Centre, or IRC, at London's Gatwick Airport is run by Serco. POA reps Hiram and Gary spoke of their involvement in the union and the nature of the union's engagement with management.
2: Uh, my name is Hiram Libocha. I'm currently detention custody officer at Gatwick IRC, been with the POA for four to five years, and I'm
3: currently the interim branch chair. Good morning, everybody. My name is Gary Ailing. I work with Gatwick IRC, been there for about seven years, just recently rejoined the POA, so just starting to understand everything about it, but finding it very informative.
2: So... Over the last year, I've currently taken over as interim branch chair, taken over from Kyle Lewis. We are currently, I thought I'd take on the role as we uh, completing the 2023-2024 pay deal, which is still ongoing. So until the new voting comes
3: out for branch chair, I'm currently as seen as branch chair. I'm just a, a new committee member, obviously working alongside Heron and to help in any way I can the pay deals and you know, on mm. any ongoing issues.
0: Gary has worked previously for HMPPS and reflected on what the differences are between private and public sectors.
3: So yes, I worked in HMP in the late 80s, early 90s, obviously when things were very different. The prison service, I find, is a better establishment. I think there is more control. And with the, the private sector... Is it all about money and less about the staff? So I'm hoping this can change and there's going to be more of an understanding. So Gatwick,
2: I see, you know, we're, we're a different kind of branch to the other private sectors as we're an immigration center. So the challenges that, that we're having is, is constantly with the bills changing, the immigration laws are constantly in the parliament Are fine with this bill and that bill, no one. Really, the Home Office, we believe, don't have a clear plan for the immigration law. And at Brookhouse and Tinsley is evolving every day. And it's, in my eyes, it's evolving
0: too quickly, which is impacting the staff and the retention. Brilliant. And Hiram felt the value of bringing private sector reps together for the consultative committee.
2: So, for me personally, this is my first time coming to the private conference and meeting the other branch officials and their knowledge, some of them very knowledgeable, and especially me starting a new pay deal to understand what different sectors and different uh, prisons are bidding to compare notes and, you know, just yesterday over dinner, we're talking about different avenues you can potentially explore, which opens your eyes. So for me, it's been been really good.
0: Turning now to HMP Northumberland, which is run by Sodexo, Paul and Steve are both branch officers and long term attendees at the consultative committee. Having introduced themselves, they describe exactly what they get out of these meetings.
4: Paul Foster, branch chair of HMP Northumberland. Steve McCann, branch secretary of HMP Northumberland.
5: Initially, for me, it was we felt we were on the hoard with some of the issues with the private sector kind of forgotten about a bit, left by the PRA and the government, to be fair. And this committee has been absolutely vital for me to touch with other branches, other sectors, even the ICE and different people who do the escorting out of country. You hear some of the problems, you hear the pressures that are coming elsewhere. And it's something as simple as we're not alone in this. Something as simple as that, that... We're going through the same problems with retention, recruitment, pay, the devaluation of the job, it's lack of credibility for some of the direction of HMPBS yes, and the stuff we've got to follow company-wise and government-wise. And just knowing you're not alone sometimes enough to think, ah, this is okay, This is we can get through it because we're not
4: the only ones. Yeah, I'd agree with what Paul said. It's, it, it's a lot of getting together with people and finding out things about other places, but the other thing, the committee's sort of evolved over the last three or four years, we seem to now, we've got a direct link to the NEC, we've like got a voice through this committee, so it feels like that the private sector is starting to get heard at the, at the very highest level, um, which can only be good. I've been a POA member since I joined the job in 1988, so uh, and I've been a, uh, on the branch committee in Saturday for about the last 10 years, so I've been in the POA for 36 years. Mine's 32, had a similar route
5: to Steve. National recruitment went to London, joined the PWA the minute I joined. And it wasn't until privatisation came up. We lost a lot of experienced staff from the committee and from the jail. And me and Steve stepped up to the committee 10 years ago and ended up as chair and secretary.
0: Like Gary at Gatwick, both Paul and Steve have had experiences of working in both private and public sectors. How do they compare and contrast?
5: Definitely pros and cons, definitely pros and cons, because we've got immediate access to our management structure. We can make changes on a daily basis. We can go and see them with issues. We're quite proud of the fact we have had a failure to agree, and that's not because we agree with everything management does. That's because we thrash something out. We agree to disagree sometimes, but we'll come to an agreement, and we don't step away from not challenger management but we we'll definitely do challenge them in the correct way as I said 10 year with no fear to agree i something to be proud of
4: yeah I would agree obviously we get involved in peer talks and everything so we do all listen at a local level with with the company probably the main differences is I, th- I think private companies are now finding out how difficult it is to run prisons So uh, some of the some of the things that the way the random risk assessments and things that, that slightly haven't change. The staffing's definitely going up. There's definitely more staff in the, in the public sector, but I think the private companies are now catching up with staff and everybody's sort of got the same problems around retention. The biggest thing for me would, would be get, getting the
0: staff up, which they're starting to do now. Ten years without a failure to agree is indeed quite an achievement. The secret is in the relationship that has been developed between union and employer. It's a professional one. It's a one
5: where sometimes we've got to agree to disagree. It's a one where we've managed to thrash an answer out. I think COVID was, and it's dead and buried and everybody's forgot about it, but it kind of proved how well we could work together. And is there negatives? There'll always be negatives with any employer. We struggled, but we have got a lot of autonomy and we, we do get listened to and we're finding a really positive experience dealing with most of the managers we've got and I think with any job you'll find the odd few who've got their own agenda where it's difficult but I I don't think that's private or public I think with the experience we've got previously I think that's always been the case my honest belief is that the PwA made the biggest mistake that ever did by not recognizing the private sector to start with that mistake has only got bigger as the private sector has got bigger and they've come to the party late. And I think it's being recognized by employers, employees now that the PWA is the number one union. It's the union for the members who work in this environment. And there's not really a realistic alternative for anybody. If you want to have proper membership, you've got to look after them. We're getting looked after. We've got three fantastic FTOs. Ours is on he's on speed dial he's there every moment we need him and that is something through the Pat Cuff report and everything else that happened got kicked around a bit but I think where we'll end up with now is a good structure we've got access to the NEC the NEC's got access to us questions can be asked very quickly whereas he probably found in the old days they were kicked around and just never spoken of again we never got instant access and we can get questions get questions asked in Parliament Got a good working relationship with what two local MPs as well as the POA. Well, we've had questions asked in Parliament, both sides of the divide, Tory and Labour, so ah, that's definitely positive where we're sitting at the minute.
0: To Oakwood now, managed by G4S. POA branch chair Kirstine Brown is a firm supporter of the Consultative Committee.
6: My name's Christine Brown and I am currently the branch chair at HMP Oakwood. I think you get a lot of it. You get to see different perspectives from other private sector branches, the processes that they've gone through, just a, just a different perspective on how they work and how their relationship with management is and how, you know, get some ideas about how you can work with management. Because some... Some ideas you might not think of straight away, so it's good to get other people's perspective. And it's also good to meet with the NEC. You know, we have, we have contact on a regular basis, but it's good to see you face-to-face and, and have those conversations and get the advice if needed.
0: Like Gatwick and Northumberland, resourcing is the number one concern.
6: Staffing levels, I think that's across the board though, isn't it? Retention. I think, is, is the main focus of, of everyone, really, in, in this sector, of just getting the staffing levels up and making it safe for, for our members. It's quite a, quite a large establishment that I'm in, so we do, we are like everybody else, we'd be staff be and I would fix.
0: With annual conference fast approaching, Kirstine is looking forward to the gathering of the POA family.
6: I feel part of the conference. I feel that you get to—it's just a broader experience from here. So, although we speak with the NEC, we get to see a whole load of other branches and get to you know hear stories of what they are going through, what they've been through. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's very informative.
0: Finally, to ICE or ICE, which is managed by Mighty. Here's ICE branch chair Ray Summers to introduce himself and explain what ICE actually is and what the priority area of concern is.
7: I'm Ray Summers. I work as the secretary for the PLA branch of the ICE Immigration Service. And I work as it, did work as a DCO for 20 odd years, but I'm now working admin in an office but I still keep up my duties with the POA branch. ISIS in-country escorting, it's officers that move, we call them residents these days, but they're detainees around the country to wherever the immigration would like them, to removal centers, pick them up from police stations, or we take them to hospital, or we put them back on airplanes. There's varied roles. The main issues, I would say, like everybody, it's, is paying conditions for us all. And it's having that relationship between us and the, our employers, which is at the moment very, very good. We have a, a working agreement with them. They honor it and we are in meaningful talks with them. And as long as we have got that dialogue with them, we can try and sort out any issues that we have.
0: Like others, Ray sees a distinct and valuable role for the consultative committee.
7: It's great to meet up with other people private sector, to put names to faces, to hear their problems, to realise most of us have the same issues, but we have to deal with them in different ways, but very similar ways. For us as escorts, it's not all about four walls, and that's sort of the thing with, with us. But now we're getting more and more immigration removal centres joining the committee. There's more and more issues that become between the Home Office, between us all, that is getting aired, and we realise, yeah, there are problems that we can share and, and, and deal with. So I find these very, very useful meetings. Music.
0: The Private Sector Consultative Committee certainly seems to be fulfilling its brief, allowing reps to share experiences and support each other, ensuring easy access to and flow of information between branch reps, full-time officers and the NEC, and above all, making sure the union's private sector members and issues are understood and championed by the rest of the union. The last word to Steve Lewis. There's an awful lot of work goes on in the background of these sorts of meetings to make it happen. I don't think it's fully appreciated. There is a fair bit. But what I do know is that they enjoy being here and the, the, the communicating with other colleagues who are in the same position as they are. They learn when they're here. So the message is very clear. Wherever you are based and whoever your employer is, if you're not yet a POA member, speak to your local rep today. Or you can visit POAUK.org. for information on how to join and all the work the union undertakes on behalf of members in both private and public sectors. You can also get further information from Assistant General Secretary Andy Baxter's office at Cronin House, the union's headquarters. Thank you for listening. I hope you have enjoyed what you heard and will join us for the next episode of the POA podcast. Thank you and goodbye.